Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse 1d6 damage at a time. Folks, you asked for this. Uh, No, no, apparently only a few of you asked for this. Several of you told us not to do this, in fact. But the goal was achieved, the switch flipped, and now we must review... Fatal. I'm Jeff, my co-host John is disappointed in me, and this is the System Mastery Fatal Spectacular. Welcome back. Hi, John. How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much just sort of, you know, hanging in there. A hollow shell bubbling along with the world. You know, life continues. Yeah, yeah. You realize when something like this happens that, you know, the universe goes on. It's interesting because I, I was always worried that what would happen to my girlfriend after I read Fatal. You know, like, like would she would she find someone new? <laughs> would she be okay? Like... Like, I was really worried, I want to make sure the rent gets paid, you know, like after I've read Fatal. And, yeah, I want, and, I want someone to feed my cat. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, I, I always worry about what's going to happen to the podcat after this. Yeah. and But you know what, it turns out, things just keep going. Yeah, life so, finds a way. <laughs> just It just carries on. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, welcome to System Mastery. Uh, this is the Fatal Special Review Edition. Yes, it is. We're going to finally review the game, the myth, the legend, Fatal. We are um, finally reviewing Fat Al. We're reviewing Fat Al. That's right. Now, I, I apologize, listeners. You, I, I think several of you may have been confused based on the the, uh, the length and duration of complaints that we were going to do this. You, you might have thought we were going to review the terrible role-playing game Fantasy uh, Action to Adult Lechery or whatever the, t- the stupid thing is supposed yeah, to call you, for. You may have been mistaken, given that this is an RPG review podcast. That we were going to review the RPG Fatal. Yeah, e- either version of it. The, the, either the first edition, which again is fantasy action to adult lechery, or the second edition, where I believe it stands for, I didn't read this, so don't hold me to it, From Another Time, Another Land. Yeah. So, uh, But no, we, we were talking about reviewing our favorite cartoon slash live action t- TV show from the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, Fat Albert. Fat Al. A.K.A. Was, Fat Al. Yeah, I, I've always called it Fat Al. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to those true fans. Yeah. Those in the know, those that are the true friends of the the of, Fat Albert and his crew. Yeah, of Albert and Mushmouth and... Uh, uh, squ- Come on, squ- name one more. <laughs> Come uh, on. Uh, give me one. T- top Hat. <laughs> <laughs> top Hat Jones. <laughs> uh, let's see. You got uh, Spike. Uh, stripe. You got Stripe. Yeah, it's definitely Stripe. Yeah, you um, got Stripe. You got... Uh, the Electric One. <laughs> Chunkles, <laughs> you got uh, the lady gremlin. Yeah, you uh, got that that night- one made out of uh, like vegetables. You got Knight Rider. Uh, I think he's in there. I think it's part of the mix. Yeah, uh, clumsy Smurf. <laughs> pretty sure he's in that crew. Almost certain. <laughs> That's pretty. I'm I'm pretty solid on that. Theodore, I think, is one of them. Yeah. Also, Jeanette. Obviously. Yeah, that's definitely one of the Fat Al. Anyway, whatever. The important thing is, I'm a huge fan of Fat Al as I know it. Wait a minute. No, 
hang on, John. I'm, I'm sorry. I think you might be misinformed here. Uh, did you watch a lot of Fat Al getting ready for this? Oh, yeah. This? Well, I watched the first seasons of Fat Al and, of course, the movie. Oh, God, yeah. The thing is, I think that might just be a typo. I meant to review the later seasons of the TV show Elf when he put on all the weight. So I think I might have forgotten to put an F in there. And we, we really are supposed to be reviewing Fat Elf. Oh, yeah, Fat Elf. You know, when he catches that cat finally. He finally gets that cat. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I've eaten the cat. Now I'm fat on Earth food. It's time to head on back to Melmac. Ah, I kill me with heart disease. <laughs> yeah, he just, man, really chunks up after he gets that cat. It's like when a snake swallow something twice as big as it is well that's how elf eats i mean it's it doesn't come up often in the show but he he distends his lower jaw and unhinges and just devours cats entirely oh yeah and he, it's one of those situations where it's just you know eyes bigger than the stomach there he's yeah he's packed in a little too much how long do you think we can avoid talking about <laughs> <laughs> i mean given our track record probably pretty long <laughs> but then we just have to do it again <laughs> We really should have hoped or put off people from contributing to the Patreon until April Fool's. Because <laughs> then this could have been the April Fool's episode, but we could have just not done it. Uh. But, but as it stands, we have to review this book. And you know what? I want to. I didn't spend two weeks reading a 900-page piece of shit to not vent about it later. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, now, Christ. I, mean, I will say this. This is probably the fastest read of a 900-page book you're going to get. Oh, that is true. This is... This is, well, you know, it's kind of like reading Lord of the Rings, because eventually you realize that if it's in italics, you could just skip it. You're like, oh boy, the lay of Baron and Luthien. Goodbye. Let's get back to the hobbits. What are they up to? <laughs> what are these What are these short guys doing? Yeah, let's talk about them. Not yet another poem about ancient humans and elves. I'm, I'm all set, thank you. <laughs> but in this, it's just, here's 40 pages of the same chart. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, everything in this has ridiculous charts, and it just, the the way that it's placed on the page as well is like, here, I managed to fit like three things on one page. Moving on. You're like, holy shit, this just goes forever. Well, I mean, it's just, it's so self-indulgent. Like, for example, one of the races is like the fallen, they're, they're Nephilim. That's that's what they're called, the Anakim. Yeah. But it's the same shit. They're the, they're the half angels of uh, pre-New Testament lore that were supposed to be the giants that walked amongst the earth. Yep. Uh, except in, he, he's decided to make them grosser and eviler um a little bit yeah but there is a d1000 chart for what trait they have and that is done line by line across four pages yeah all of the charts on here are like it this isn't a simple like oh roll a d10 or a d20 or even a d100 in a lot of cases there are so many charts where it's like what do you do Oh, well, first you roll a D6 to get your hundreds place. Then you're going to roll D hundreds to get the rest of your number. And that's going to give you your score between like 1 and 699. Also, 418 through 699 is roll again because I didn't actually have 699 things. That is a really good one. I also like the what happens when a spell goes wrong chart. Oh, it's my God. It's towards the very back and it literally has a thousand entries. But most of like you think, oh, a thousand entries, that's a lot of thought. But no, because like a hundred of them are... Caster is forced to rape the nearest X, where X is chicken or llama or duck or pirate or or a baby or. Oh yeah, no, it just it's a lot of here's like fifty different things, and I just did a find and replace on one word for it. Yep, it is interminable. It's and it, it occupies about what sixty sixty or seventy pages towards the back there. Oh yeah, I mean, which when you've got a nine hundred page book, the sixty pages of real estate that you're handing over to a stupid chart that will probably not matter all that much 
meh, who cares? You've already gotten 900 pages of the worst, most toxic bullshit game ever. Whatever. So why don't we go, I don't know who the hell, I don't think anyone ever published this, because of course it's famously an internet-only book where there's huge bla uh, white spaces all over every page that just say artwork goes here. <laughs> <laughs> and what artwork there is is hilarious. If I could just get the 12 or so pictures that are actually in this book separated, I would actually be okay with it, because it's the author and his big chunky friend, who I assume is named Chunky, uh, who <laughs> for some reason is wearing a tank top and showing off his Huge air quotes, biceps, in every picture. Yeah, get them guns. <laughs> He's got guns, uh, sort of in the way that a cup of pudding has guns. <laughs> well, I mean, my cups of pudding do. <laughs> I don't know where you keep your guns. <laughs> well, I keep my guns in my gu in my pudding lockup. <laughs> my pudding locker. Duh. <laughs> Kids can't get at my pudding. <laughs> uh, Kids always trying to steal my pudding. <laughs> That's my secret pudding it is. I No, I... So, so yeah, all the art in this is like, he took a picture of him and his friend, he ran it through the Photoshop wind filter twice, so it's all just sideways jaggedy lines, they're pretending to fight each other, and then he goes in with a pencil and draws in fantasy stuff behind there, <laughs> but in the way like a little kid would, you know, like, oh, and then there's a window, and outside the window is a hill, and a sun, and you can tell it's a sun because it's a circle with spikes coming out of it. Yeah, and I mean, the... Just the drawn stuff in here is like, here's a line art of a dude. Here's just line art of some lady. Well, there's that one on the on the uh, charisma page where it's like it's cut off by the chart, but it's supposed to be two women. It's supposed to be the recommend the the representations of a good looking woman and an ugly woman. Yep. And the ugly woman is mad that she's been drawn as ugly, so she's flipping you off. <laughs> that's that's some. It's just the the shittiest line art in the world. And for some reason, his ugly woman did pack on a lot of weight, much like the chart would indicate she would, but all in the legs? Yeah, it's just huge legs. She looks like Baba Yaga's like daughter. Like She's just got giant bird legs and then a little tiny baby up top. Uh, uh, so uh, it <laughs> looks like an Eldar walker. <laughs> uh, but oh, anyway. man, that's the opposite, because the Eldar walkers are chickens. That's yeah, true. They're chicken are, walkers. They are a little more chickeny. Uh, so... Let's start. Let's let's go back and take it from the beginning instead of trying to go over the overarching of what this book is. The, uh, <laughs> you can't do this fucking thing line by line. There's too much stupid nonsense in here. Oh yeah, we're mostly just gonna pick and choose from here. Just showing you the the corn nuggets in this pile of shit. Yeah. So let's let's start with the uh, the statistics. So the first thing you need to know about rolling your statistics in this game is that the roll for your statistics is to roll. God, help me out here. Am I right, John? Is it 2d100 minus 1 minus 1 divided by 2 or is it 2d100 divided by 2 minus 1 no it's 4d100 four four, four. divided by divided by 2 minus 1 minus 1 that's right so you roll so that you get a range of 1 to 199 yes so so could you get a zero is that possible no i guess it isn't okay so yeah 1 to 199 4d100 divided by 2 minus 1 is the stat roll that you're making to de determine your character statistics now, that seems like a lot of dice to roll for one statistic, so don't worry. You're only going to have to roll it for 20 stats. <laughs> My God. You have to start this game by rolling 80 sets of percentile dice. Yeah, and you, you end up really seeing what the game is about right off the bat when you're like, oh, man. So when you start breaking down these stats, it's like, oh, uh, there's like six different ones for all of your different charismas. So it's like, how good does my face look? What about my voice? How's my body doing? I've got the list here if you want it. So there there are five subcategories, and those are physique, charisma, dexterity, intelligence, and wisdom. Yeah. 
And of those, physique is divided into physical fitness, strength, bodily attractiveness, and health. Charisma is divided into facial, vocal, kinetic, and rhetorical. Uh, intelligence, I'm sorry, dexterity is divided into hand-eye coordination, agility, reaction speed, and enunciation. <laughs> intelligence is divided into language, math, analytic, and spatial. And wisdom is deri- divided into drive, intuition, common sense, and reflection. Now, these imply some amazing sub-abilities. For example, your hand-eye coordination gives you a finger movement precision statistic. Man, there are so many of these little statistics that are just... Who fucking cares? Oh, yeah. Reflection, for example, one of the wisdom statistics. You you uh, recalculate your reflection to determine the earliest memory you have. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad I know what my earliest memory was. <laughs> it was probably of getting raped or raping. Probably. <laughs> God, this fucking game. Okay, the, the whole thing of making all of these statistics as well, you then, of course, uh, have to modify that with whatever race you picked. And whatever sex you are, because by God, just like everything in this book, if you're a lady, you're terrible. <laughs> just like, well, yeah, the men in this book are also terrible, but the ladies just get, get oh, no, they're The men in this book are terrible from like an ethical standpoint. Yes. Whereas the women in this are just terrible from a statistical standpoint. And, and this is this is the first point where one of the overarching themes of this thing became readily apparent to us, which is the uh, the whiff of pretension which I was not expecting going into reading this. I figured it was just going to be gleefully stupid. Oh, no. But- it is it is the mark of supreme cowardice of hiding behind someone else to get away with your bullshit. Yes. This is, this is straight up. This author is the equivalent of a little kid peeking around his mom's leg and sticking his tongue out at you. Yeah. It's just, okay, well, I decided that uh, women are dumber, weaker, just worse in every single way. And also, they're more cowardly and more likely to cheat, and they're more jealous, and they're they're just awful in all around. And then there's like all these footnotes throughout the book. Yeah, there's sidebars, and the sidebars are invariably him trying to get away with being a gross idiot. Oh yeah, because like the whole thing with the uh, the stats for the woman is well. Aristotle said that this is what ladies were like, and I'm like, fuck you, Aristotle. That's the best you can do. A 2,000 years now dead Greek guy, a guy who didn't know what blue was, a guy who thought that every cut that you get you should rub olive oil into, we care about his opinion about women? Oh yeah, and it's it's so awful that he's he's got all of these sidebars of like, uh, well, of course, the reason I have this is because it's been well documented by whatever. Consult like, the book Medieval Prostitution in the Middle Ages by... Pratchner and Witness or something. The worst part to me, though, is he even gets to a point where his own research goes against what he's written and he doesn't care. Uh-huh. There's the point where it's talking about intelligence, and of course, women are dumber than men. Yeah. And he has in his little footnote, by the way, uh, you may just know as a point of trivia that the highest IQ recorded was a lady, but in my game, a woman could never reach the highest IQ because intelligence on a average, is lower for women. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you you have right in front of you that women have been noted to have the highest possible, which means you should have in your dumb game that's trying to be as... 100% accurate to, to a real-world play in physics, guys. Yeah, as super, super accurate as possible, you guys, that you wouldn't have, oh, well, 
obviously women have a modifier that they can have the highest. Yeah, they should be swingier if if that's your weird uh, belief. Like, if we're just rolling along with them that women on average are dumber, I, which I'm not, but but if we were, it should be like, oh, but they have a chance of being smarter than men, I guess. A really oh, yeah. small it's, one, but you, it should be there. If you hit such and such on the range, then you just go up automatically yeah. by some percent. But, but no, because that, that destroys his worldview. One of the weirdest things about this book, I was expecting it, again, to just be gleefully gross and unpleasant. It's also painfully insecure yeah i would not have expected and we'll get to to some of the examples of that as we make our way through but the author of this who by the way let's let's stop calling him the author byron hall yep byron hall the worst man ever to try and write a book uh <laughs> <laughs> pathetic weaselly little dick uh, <laughs> uh byron hall keep that in mind i don't I, this is a rare occasion where i want the author to be known <laughs> Uh, and angry at us. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's perfect. Whatever, this book's like 22 years old. There's no way this guy isn't dead. <laughs> uh, okay, so so let's keep moving here. Uh, yeah, so you get a bunch of stats, and of course, like we said, all of these justifications for why uh, like women are terrible and men are better, but yeah. you also get your various races. Let's talk about those. This This isn't the first game where we've seen this, but here's the thing he did with the races he went with like the celtic races you know that that set you've got your cobalt bugbear uh no orcs but dwarves elves trolls ogres uh but the thing is he keeps them fairy style oh yeah so if you're talking about like oh i'm a dwarf this isn't your uh i'm world of warcraft type dwarf yeah it is I'm going to sit in a cobbler's house and help him make shoes kind of dwarf. Yeah, by night, I drink a cup of beer he leaves for me on the floor. Oh, and, and I then, can be bargained with with milk. Yeah. <laughs> I dance in the light of the full moon. Yeah. And my name is Fiddledy-Gibble. Like, that's that's the kind of, and, and that's all of them. So oh, all of all of the races that aren't human, pretty much across the board, except for certain varieties because, of course, each race has a breakdown of other sub-races within them. Yes. So certain sub-races you could kind of see playing, but almost all of them are either like, oh, this is just some weird NPC or some kind of horrible thing that you would find out in the wilderness. It's not like, oh, you can play as, you know, trolls, but trolls have an entire society and here's how trolls work and whatnot. No, it's just, what are trolls? Oh, they're dumb and... They eat rocks, and they like to rape people because that's what this game is. There's solitary woods rapists that are t that are 10 feet tall and gross. And uh, some of them, several of them, most of them are so dumb that they don't even have a language. But, uh, you know, you can play as one, I guess. If you really wanted to hear my written description of how your vagina gets torn open, uh, or how, I'm sorry, the whore's vagina gets torn open, because there's, there's rules for that. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, famously, the game has the, when you're rolling your random statistics, you also get... Shit like your anal circumference and your vaginal circumference, and you get like penis length, penis and length, and then of maximum course maximum vaginal depth. We we get to the point where he's like, okay, and now that we've done that, let's get to the stats you probably aren't going to use. Oh, that's fantastic! Like foot size. Yeah, there's there's a whole section at the bottom called rare statistics, and this is I mean here's things that are there's a line there's a line of what is important statistics, and then below that line are the statistics that didn't make it. They're the people whose names in the credits don't really even say what their job is. <laughs> you know, they're the they're the various Korean animators that were involved in the making of Fatal. This is so above the line. We have things like areola color, areola nipple length, nipple length, areola diameter, maximum vaginal depth. Yeah. Length of average menstrual cycle. Yeah, these are all things that are super important and you have to know. Yeah. 
uh, testicle depth or, or dropping rage. And then below the line, you have things like shoe size. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> That's never going to come up. Well, it shouldn't. It never comes up when you play D&D. None of these things should come up. Oh, no. Goodness, no. <laughs> if you start coming up when you're discussing these things, then you're awful. Okay. Uh, what, one really important, and we just talked briefly about areola, nipple length, and so on. One, there's a bodily attractiveness chart. In fact, there's a full-page chart for every one of those statistics. And it does, here's, here's an infuriating thing about character creation in this game. Every time you roll a statistic, there's a solid chance that it will affect nearby other statistics. Yep. So if you have a high bodily attractiveness and you're a guy, then you have to go over and adjust your strength. Yeah, because... I'm not sure the order that you do those in. No, but... it's, it's like, oh, did you get super high in your bodily attractiveness? Well, you're going to have to up your strength and, like, I think you up your dexterity in one of the stats as well. Yeah, yeah. There are several stats that increase your other stats. Now, if you're a woman, your bodily attractiveness score works... It does three things. It decreases your weight by 1% per rank of attractiveness that you go up, all the way up to minus 34%. Yep. It adds to your boob size roll Yep. in the same measure. Plus, By the end, it says plus 34 to cup size. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that you have a 34 or whatever the 34th letter of the alphabet would be, whatever that, that it just means that when you get down on, to the on breast, chart on the chart, you, you add 34 to that result on the chart. Uh, and it also subtracts that, that same amount from your strength. Yeah. Cause nothing is sexier than a weak skeleton with huge tits. That's... If I, if I may, that's the hottest thing ever. <laughs> the hottest woman in the world, a weak skeleton with huge tits. Uh, I don't, I really, I could spend all day on the stats. For example, there's a vocal charisma, and there's a uh, there's a list on vocal charisma. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> there's, uh. there's a list next to the vocal charisma that that's what your voice sounds like for each point for each range in vocal charisma. It's got things like garrulous, uh, gravelly, and so on. And you get down to the, to the one the you rolled the worst possible stat in the world, and it's just gay. Yep. Is your vocal charisma the worst? You sound gay. Thanks, book. Just just gay. Like, I, I guess this guy must not have particularly enjoyed the music of Freddie Mercury or George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Judas Priest, for that matter. Yeah, no, it's... Man, there's... So there's not a lot of gay recognition in this book. <laughs> but what little there is. What little there is, though. <laughs> man. <laughs> there's only... It only shows up once or twice. There's one point where he says that... that uh, bestiality is significantly more common than homosexuality oh yeah well the uh the chart where i was talking about where you can get 699 and like 200 of that is roll again mm -hmm. is the chart for phobias so there are 417 different phobias guess what's not in them it's homophobia yeah there's no homophobia but you know why there's no homophobia because homophobia isn't real, man. No, it's just because it's universal. In, in his world, if anyone encounters a gay person, they immediately try to kill them. We know that because there's a magic item that doesn't do anything but make you seem gay. And then it says, and then right-thinking people will try to kill you. Oh, no, it's it's the opposite way. Is you, If someone asks you a question, you think they're gay and you have to kill them. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. So in his world, in the world he's created, gay people are, are killed on sight. Yep. It's um, just a, and not even a... Oh, I know that you're gay. It's do you have an inkling that someone might be queer? Well, again, Byron Hall. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> so, uh, and also, again, there's there's a whole section in the back of the book where he describes how this is all based on historical and scholarly records. Yeah, I every really every single section of this 
has to start with that. Now, look, you guys, I'm an expert on this because I've done tons of research. You can tell because I have footnotes. It's a bibliography. This thing's written like a book report. And then it's, but it's written by like a book report by a horrible person. Yeah. Where they were like, oh, I skimmed whatever the book was. Anyway, here's my stupid fetish. Yeah. That's what this is. This is uh, this is the one guy who can't just not talk about his fetish. Yeah. And you, you have to sit in class with him. It's like when you take that intro to psychology class in college, or that sexual psychology one, and they're like, uh, there's one person in the room who seems to turn everything into a discussion about milking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, could you? We all get it at this point. We, we know. It's cool. It's cool that you're into milk, dude. That's fine. You're into you're into big lactate and jugs. That's everyone. But please, I, I need to get a B on this. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I'm trying to have a literature class, and you will not shut up about the one scene about feet in this book. Please <laughs> stop. Please, I, I I went to college with Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I took a film class with Quentin Tarantino, and every time we tried to discuss anything, it was always like. Well, let me ask you about the feet in this movie. Let me tell you this much. You know what the best part of Monty Python's Holy Grail is? That big cartoon foot that comes down and smashes things. <laughs> Here's my paper on it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, every one of the statistics is just another excuse for him to be either homophobic or, far more likely, grossly sexist. Oh, yeah. Because every one of the physical statistics has variant cap- capabilities for what it does for men and women. Uh God. And all the races, by the way, are the same way. There isn't a single race that where the gender dimorphism is different. No. No, it's just, oh, little el- elves who in this book, by the way, are like three feet tall and live in the wilderness, and their health is tied to the health of the forest they live in. Yep. Uh, they they are still, like, written the same way. Women are the dumb ones, and they, they, they are easily raped. Oh, my God. There is a race of trolls where the troll guys are still like disgusting trolls but the ladies are sexy yeah that's actually on purpose although he doesn't say why what he, he should if he had just said hey just like in Beowulf huh. then it'd be like fine I get that I understand because that's what it is it's supposed to be they're they're the trolls are, are what's his face Grendel and then the hot li- trolls are Grendel's mom <laughs> Grendel's mom has <laughs> got it going on Grendel's mom <laughs> <laughs> Crandall, do you remember when I broke your ears? <laughs> uh, Man, I'm gonna I gotta write the rest of that song. <laughs> hey, this is your cousin, Weird Barry. <laughs> all right, so so after we go through all the useless races, which by the way includes another thing about this book that I fucking loathe, which is where he's of that genre of game design where he he can't use the word a few or some oh no or or from time to time having instead to replace it with a with a percentile die so there's a part of the troll section where there's this one kind of troll that it's only thing it's like this troll is just like the last troll it likes to kill people and rape women and it lives in the woods and it eats sheep or something what who gives a fuck Sometimes when it kills a person, it likes to play with their corpse. It will play with their corpse for 1D 100 minutes. Uh, there's literally anything in this book where the number is more than one. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, well, time to roll a D2 on this. You're like, stop it. Just fucking stop it. Get you some dice, because if there's one thing the players are going to need to know, it's the exact number of minutes that this random woods troll will play with a body it found. Yeah, it's everything. Everything in this has a role for, I don't know, 
Anything you want in this book is a role, and a lot of things you don't want is a role. Can I tell you the two worst roles? And I, I mean worst in terms of being a role and not in terms of uh, in terms of how gross they are. Okay, sure. Roles for. Go for it. Okay, the first one is the the structural power of how powerful a druidic circle is. Oh, yeah. Because that one involves it's the, uh, the, the power value of the highest level druid minus the power level of the highest level druid plus the square root of the power level of the second most powerful druid times two. Uh, is the way you determine how powerful that druid circle is. The other one is the chance that a spell will require, uh, like a new spell that you've created, will require physical components. Because huh. that is roll percentile dice, then roll percentile dice again. If you roll under your first roll, it requires a component. Uh. That's just flipping a coin. <laughs> That's all that is. Yeah. That is flipping a coin, but he turned it into roll percentile dice to get the difficulty and then roll under the difficulty. It's it's so dumb. The the fact that also there are like 400 pages of this is dedicated to like magic and magic items and shit like that. But let me tell you, when you get to the classes in this, mm-hmm. it is <laughs> it's so long. It is like 100 pages. But it's every single type of job you could have is the classes. So it's like, oh, what do you want to be? I am a baker. I am a furrier. Uh, yeah, I'm a Wainwright. I build wagon wheels. Wee. And and it's not even like, oh, yeah, these are these are the different types of people you might meet. When there you're are, walking in the street. There are like, oh, this is the the different uh penalties or bonuses you get if this, you're in this job this is how you earn xp these are the skills you start with oh, what are you a butcher well every 50 animals you butcher you get one advancement point are you a barber you get one advancement point for every 10 heads you shave and for every rotten tooth you pull <laughs> ah! <laughs> there's so many of them and there's a are so many it's it is this book is this guy going and just looking through his encyclopedia on anything and just writing everything down yes yeah the 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 job section is the most interminable until you get to the spells section uh the job section like you've read 40 pages and you're still in the mid b's oh yeah and you're you're like like, man there's a lot of there's a lot of ancient jobs that start with b (laughs) it just keeps going forever and none of it matters no. because there are like five classes that you would be if you were like oh i'm actually trying to play a for reals fantasy game with this yeah so here's here's the breakdown of how these jobs work they have the name they have a little description and then they have the gender breakdown uh because 90 percent of the jobs in the world can only be done by men oh yeah every single time it's like gender allowed and it'll just say mostly men women are very rare yeah It'll be like, beekeeper, these are mostly male. Uh, and then after that is the requirements, the, the required statistics you have to have rolled in order to play that job. Yeah. The skills you get for for uh, being in that job. Uh, and then finally, the way that that job earns experience. Mm-hmm. And every one of those is like we described earlier. If you're a cook, then you get a, a uh, advancement point, which is this game's XP for every like 10 meals you make. Yeah. Oh, and also, a lot of them have a requirement that you... Uh, in order to advance to master level, you have to do a journeyman uh, masterpiece project, which is hilarious because it's in, a lot of it's in jobs where you would not expect that to be the case, where it's like, I'm a brick maker. I spend all day making bricks. In order to be considered a master brick maker, I have to make a perfect brick. Yeah, no one is ever going up to any brick maker and being like, yes, I hear that you're a great brick maker, but 
Where is your master brick? Please, show me the finest brick you make. Ah, yes. Look at the perfect dimensions of this brick. You may now craft me a hundred things that aren't this. <laughs> Please, make me several worse bricks. <laughs> I really needed to see the good brick. Now, I'm going to flip the chicken. Um, excuse- I'm going to jerk off a bit about this brick, if you'll excuse me. I gotta go flip the chicken. <laughs> flip the chicken is our new master bait, guys. <laughs> Everyone starts saying flip the chicken. Uh, the... Uh, and I mean, the the classes wouldn't bother me so much if he had actually gotten rid of all of the ones that you would normally be. Because, like, Sorcerer and Wizard mm-hmm. and Knight yeah, and so on are in there. Yeah. So you can be a Paladin or whatever. But if those were all gone, and it was like, no, literally the only thing you can play is, like, are you the town's, like, cobbler? Okay, great. Yeah, that'd be that's pretty, you. That would actually make it almost interesting if it was like the only choices you had were like ancient jobs that you didn't even know of. It was basically like the town from Beauty and the Beast simulator. Yeah. If you were like, I'm the local Chandler. I make candles or whatever it is Chandlers make. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, I think it's sarcastic comments. <laughs> Could they make any more sarcastic comments? That's what the Chandlers do. That's pretty much right, yeah. <laughs> now, what are the Joeys do? Now, that's right. I did roll, I did roll a Tribbiani as my, as my, uh, as my I, career. I rolled a Monica. <laughs> well, for every pound you lose. <laughs> uh. All right, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's these a, mil- a million pointless jobs, uh, punctuated occasionally by ones that people would actually be. Uh, it's it's funny to me that most of them, like the, all the warrior jobs, come with a proficiency in sword, and then it's made very clear that only knights are allowed to have swords, and it doesn't mean like people who have been knighted. It oh mean, no, because it, it's capitalized and everything. It means people who are of the knight career. So, for example, by this game's rules, a king may not own a sword. Yeah, he fucked up. You can basically tell that he's supposed to be saying like. Oh, in like medieval society, your your average peasant couldn't walk around with a sword yeah. unless they were a knight. But rules is written. Nope, sorry, buddy. Are you a barbarian? Nope, no, no sword. sword. No, what are you a sword maker? Get rid of that. You can't have that sword. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. The the uh, all of the classes in here that could use a sword cannot cannot touch a sword legally. I mean, they can use them out in the wilderness, I guess. But if they get caught, oh yeah, oh it's on hell to pay. <laughs> This, here's a, a thing that's, that's immediately apparent about this book. The fetishism that this guy has for rape makes, it very, makes itself very obvious because occasionally a job or a skill or something will be indirectly connected to rape. And at that point, that career will be th- or that skill or something will take up three pages as opposed to the paragraph that all the other ones do. Oh, yeah, because you look at something and it's like, oh, what is this guy? He is your town's like roof maker or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Here's a quick sentence that says, uh, in ancient times, a guy would go onto your roof and put tiles down. Anyway, uh, he gets these skills. He gets this stuff. Uh, normally, there are no women of them. Anyway, moving on. Here's the chambermaid. The chambermaid is the person who cleans out your chambers. It is often fine to rape them. Here are the penalties for raping them. Here's what happens when people attempt to rape them. Several times, they are also actually whores. Here are the prices for sleeping with them. Here are the prices for sleeping with them and then raping them. Here's three pages of this, and that's just for chambermaid. Don't get me started on how how long the class is for whore. Yep. Also, for the fact that whores can't be men. Well, it's not that they can't. It's that they are rarely men. They're very rarely men. Yeah, which, no. No. That's a that's a that's a long running career. Again, this is the thing. He's all like, "Oh, history, 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 blah blah blah." It's all based on history. Look up cultic prostitutes, Byron Hall, you dimwit. 
Well, it's this is all based on history that I found that agrees with me already. Yeah, this is all based on history I like. Okay, so so yeah, horror is like a four page long class. Yep. Everything else just gives you the the quick rundown of what it is and how you get points. But anytime it's gross, oh boy, you're gonna get a few pages on that. Yeah, for example, wrestling is one of the very few skills that takes up more than about half a page is wrestling. Oh yeah, because normally your combat is just kinda like all right, you'll hit a guy, whatever, who gives a shit? That's not what this game is about. Yeah, but wrestling, wrestling though. Wrestling has the pa- the uh, capacity to pin someone down. And <laughs> the rules are, if a man pins a woman down in wrestling, there is a 60% chance he will try to rape her. Yeah, you know, that's a statistic. <laughs> that's just Sure. A, that's just a statistic. It's not like if a man wants to rape a woman and pins her down, there is this chance. It's like, oh, are we wrestling for fun? Whoops, I accidentally raped you, sorry. <laughs> Whoops, a daisies, 60% chance. You know how it is, it's... It's it's all based on history. You know, that history gets in you. That <laughs> history takes hold. Baby, I'm not a bad man. It's just history. Uh, Arist- I hate. Aristotle said I had to rape you. I hate, I hate everything. I hate everything in this. Now, speaking of skills, this is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. In pointless skills. <laughs> all right, John, let's hear it. There are 212 skills because... I can't not count the skills when I get to a game. Well, yeah, but at least they're all on, on big, obvious, same-looking, pagey charts, so all you had to do was count the charts once. Oh, yeah. As soon as I was like, oh, each one of these pages holds 54 of these skills. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and By it, the way, we, we, while we're talking about how there's way too many skills, there is not a seduction skill. No, there isn't. There are 212 skills, including, like, 15 versions of divining things. Oh, yeah, like Oomancy and... Yeah, just because he recently read an article on how a lot of people used to tell the future, and rather than really, like, look into it and make it part of the game or anything, he just listed them all. He's just like, this is the telling of the future by looking at cracked eggs. This is what with leaves. This is tarot cards. And you're like, okay, great. All right. You, you found a list of this somewhere. Yeah, put it in. There you go. You could have just put divining. There are a lot of ways to do this. But no, he's one of those people that needs to have everything broken down. And my God. There is a skill for urination in this game. I hate this game. It's a big skill, too. It takes up, like, a page of information on how to urinate. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to know, like, how heavy is the flow of urination? Are you trying to aim it at something? When was What's the, the most... difficulty of the aim? What's the most recent time you had a large drink? And then it has a calculation. Like, if you haven't had a drink recently and you try to urinate, then you have to calculate by... You multiply your height by 0.01 and then multiply the results of that by three, and that's the number of inches that you urinate? Yeah, it's there's a point where I'm like, man, you could you could fail a urination roll. And just dribble on your shoes. And just piss yourself. Yeah. Which and the and the maximum distance you can pull off for a six foot tall human, because I also worked out the details for how far a troll could pee. Yeah. Uh, but a human can pee uh, eighteen feet. Wow. That is I believe that that is farther than I can pee. I think that's farther than most people can pee. Yeah, I think he just threw the numbers in there and didn't really worry about the calculations. Well, it's the same thing like the I figured out what the biggest my hog could be based on my height. Because oh, OK. We're talking we're back just after the Fifty Shades of Grey episode. We're right back to talking about our ding dongs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, all right, given my height, because that's part of the calculation for mm-hmm. how big and, your and you're about an inch is. or two taller than me. So let's hear this. Yeah, I was like, all right. So how how big could ostensibly my wangus get how 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 large is your personal hose which by the way this book has instructions for where to begin measuring your hog because 
Because it's, again, insecurities come bubbling to the fore, and this guy's like, no, your dick's bigger if you start measuring it from the bottom instead of from the base. <laughs> so, uh, so about 16 and a half inches is mm-hmm. how big my hog could be. Yeah, but that doesn't count if you're like an Anakim or something, because or you cast a spell of enlarged genitals. Oh, no, this is just, this is just for just, a regular human yeah. of my height, your dongus can get to fucking 16 inches. Yeah, but don't worry, because the deepest a vagina can get is about 11 and a half. Yeah, which, so. that's also great, sure. <laughs> By the way, they mention butts and butt sex consistently, with a regularity that is matched only by the regularity by which they don't mention that dudes have buttholes. Yep. So anytime they're like, when when a, a woman is penetrated, it will either be through her vagina or her nether place. Oh, which, oh, for oh. Some, they're, they're perfectly fine saying vagina in this book, but then, for some reason, Byron Hall, a uh, known asshole, is completely afraid of saying the word penis. And so every time we come across that, it's always his, like... His manhood. His, his, man, his fuck stick. <laughs> fuck stick shows up in this book. Manhood. Uh, extension. I've, I, I think I saw a, a hose. His tumescence. Yeah, his tool. All these words, ex- in, instead of using penis... Uh, <laughs> Although there is one time where he also provides a euphemism for vagina, which I thought was amazing. It's in the random wounds charts. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, 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 uh, it's vagina, and then in parentheses, or penis receptacle. Or penis receptacle. In case you don't have a vagina, but you do have a penis receptacle. <laughs> I guess that's got to be You know, he, like, like I hit a, a church right in its penis receptacle. <laughs> Because it does say at the start of the wounds chart, like, if you hit someone in, in an area that they don't have, just re-roll it. But he's like, but he has to go vagina or penis receptacle. So that leaves me wondering, there's a whole section on if you get hit in the butthole. So we know that's not it. There's a whole section for if you get hit in the mouth. So we know that's not it. What he means is he's telling you a alternate def- definition for vagina, or he's literally saying, like, if you have a fleshlight or something on you, I guess that could be... No, man, I, I'm just imagining it. Like the side of a building where they're like, oh, here's the male slot. <laughs> here's the female slot. <laughs> here's our penis receptacle. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I mean, I love that idea. Don't get me wrong. I think he's literally giving you a an alternate term. He's like, you know what people have probably never heard? A vagina is a penis receptacle. I'll just put that in there. A vagina or, air quotes, penis receptacle that gets stabbed to the sword suffers the following effects. Here in the penis narthex. <laughs> By the way, while we're on that subject, I do want to uh, to read you a little something. This is the worst sentence in Fatal. <laughs> Man, that is quite a bold statement, sir. I was very careful, very <laughs> thorough, and this is based on historical record. Okay, great. Okay, this is slashing damage, uh, torso. Okay. All right, here we go. 88%, if you roll an 88% on the percentile die, uterus or womb connects to the vagina and the fallopian tubes. Number one, if pregnant, child, 80% likely. I guess because you might be pregnant with something else, I guess. Like, yeah. I'm pregnant with a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's, it's really just being poorly written. If pregnant, child, 80% likely, dies and is born dead. <laughs> and wakes up dead. The reason that they have to say and is born dead is not because the child might be die and then be born alive. It's because they want you to know that the woman has to pass the dead baby. Yes. They want that gross thing to be something that has to go through your head they, while you're reading this. They need you to realize yeah. this. Just like, for example, when you get stabbed in the ass, a D6 chunks of poop will come out of you. Good. Anyway, moving on. Um, dies and is born dead. Mother also must pass a health check at TH90. That's threshold 90. 
or die immediately. And I can explain what thresholds are and how you roll around them, but fuck this game. Uh, but that's not the grossest part, John. That was number one on what happens if you get stabbed in the uterus. Two, the tissue leading to the womb will heal in 3D6 weeks. So, dead baby, definitely falls out of you, super strong chance to die, takes months to recover from. Right? Yep. Are we on board? Yep. Last sentence, worst above all, the female will not desire sex for 1D6 months. My God. The worst. The, the worst thing that could happen from getting stabbed in the uterus is that you're a little put off about fucking for a little while. Man, I... This game is awful. Now, I, I want you to know that's the worst The worst line in Fatal. There are a lot that are almost the exact same line. It's just usually they don't put above all. It usually just says, like, getting pounded in the fallopian tubes. This will cause you to lo- lose whatever baby you have. Also, getting pounded in the fallopian tubes by my fallopian tubes. <laughs> worst ab- it doesn't usually say worst above all. It usually just says, worst, the woman won't want sex anymore. This one's only the worst line in the book because it has above all in it. Man, I think... I, I want to say that probably the worst lines in this come from the magic item section. I know. I, I wrote this down before I got down there, and those are really bad. But this is nothing made me angrier than reading this. Because <laughs> I think the magic items is like the last section in the book. So, by, Well, not really. There's like eight more behind it. But there, right. there's shit that I don't think we'll even get to because who could possibly care? No. But the magic item section, by the time I got down there, I was just punch drunk. Well, yeah, because by the time you get down there, you're almost... Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. This is terrible. Sure, sure, whatever. Let's I understand. You're awful. Let's go. So before we get there, though, I want to talk about the spells section. Yep. There are about 5,000 spells in this book. They yep. are They are very obviously of two types. One of them are spells that the author, Byron Hall, here's his address, <laughs> uh, made up. And those are spells that are obvious. Things like Wall of Fire, Cryokinesis. Yeah, he's like, shit. oh, here's a touch of acid. You're yeah, like, okay, and, and you can tell whether or not he wrote them because there's a section above the spell that's like the chant you have to do, the ritual you have to do, the material components you're going to need, the cost. All of those, if he wrote the spell, are left with to be determined or blank because he doesn't really have anything. And the reason that those are all up there is because there's another kind of spell in this book, which is spells he pulled from some grimoireum magnificum of ancient spells or something he oh, found yeah. in his local library for douchebags. It was just, oh, I, I looked up what were spells that people believed of in ancient times. And so all of those are in italics, and you get real weird stuff from that, but I like it way better than his because you get stuff like, what's this? Oh, it's a spell of like protection against... Like, water creatures and, mm-hmm. like, bears and bandits. And you're like, that's very specific. Yeah. But but there's a bunch of these old-fashioned-y, old-timey ancient spells, and all of them are like, chant. The 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 uh, wizard must say, Malthael, Aeb, or Abzu, Walatheak, Blah, Dufra, E, Ak, Blah, Ooh, E, Walla, Ting, Ting, Tang, Walla, Walla, Bing, Bang. Man, I was just going there, too. We were both in that. Uh, uh, against all evil spirits, I conjure thee. I conjure thee. Come to me quickly, quickly, immediately, immediately. And here's the thing. Of those spells, there's like 200 of them. I'd say 40 to 70 of them are make a woman fall in love with you. Yeah. Uh, I'd say there's, I'm not shitting you here, people. There are like 50 spells in this book that are just make a woman fall in love with you. Yeah. No, there's a whole lot of uh, make a woman fall in love with you. Make a woman fall in lust with you. Yeah. There's one that, here's another contender for worst sentence in Fatal. There's one that, that works on uh, any, one, any woman and makes her love you for the rest of her life. And then it says in the sidebar, 
canny sorcerers will use this on prepubescent children, thus Ugh. ensuring that they have a young woman for as long as possible. Wow. Uh, so so that's in there. Yeah, the the book also has two different forms of wish. Mm-hmm. So it has wish in your standard form of wish, where it's the highest uh, level of spell that you can get, and it's just, oh, you can do anything, and then it's a full page of it going, hey, now, if any of your players attempt to do this, fuck them as hard as possible. Did they make any slight grammatical error, or is there even a double meaning if they didn't make a grammatical error? Use that. Never use this spell. Yeah. And then there's one that is called Wishbone, where it's essentially a wish spell, but you have to have a person sitting in a circle, two demons appear on either side of them, and then rip them in half by the legs, so they wishbone them, Mm -hmm. and you get a wish out of that, but the wish is garbage town. (laughs) Like, it is, it's a seventh level spell, and it's like, what can this do? Oh, I could recreate a third level or lower spell, Yeah, or you could get up to a hundred gold pieces, like, holy shit. I can murder a guy and it gets me a level three spell or some gold. Why? Well, here's here's the weird thing. All the spells in this that do damage don't do damage. They just kill someone instead. And there's no saving throw and there's no way out of it. It's all stuff like uh, drawn and quartered is a level three spell. This causes a person to be drawn and quartered by invisible horses. Seal orifice is a level one spell. It's a spell that's in there because Byron Hall, uh, known sex predator, is a fetishist. So what it does is it's a... Uh, it causes an orifice to seal up with a little description of what happens when you seal up a vagina or an anus. There's no saving throw. There's no way out of it. You die in a few days. It is a level one spell. It can be cast in a second. Oh, yeah. There's low-level spells that are like, oh, what does this do? It lets me reach into you and just Kali Ma rip your heart out. Yeah. Or any organ. Technically, it's any organ I want I can reach in and grab out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the the duration for these... Just like in the uh, the whole druid circle thing, mm-hmm. all of the durations are to the power of whatever the level is. Yeah, it's like two seconds to the power of whatever level the wizard is. You're like, oh, what does this last? Three minutes to the power of wizard level. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck oh, you. I can't wait to work out what three minutes to the sixth power is. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you did this. Thank this you is for- useful. There are also, I'm going to say at least I encountered, granted, there's 200 pages of spells and most of them are the same shit. They're just like defense from X conjure l or whatever they're just that yeah so there's a lot of this that you just kind of glaze through but uh there, i found at least three spells that, that of the old-fashioned grimoire variety that didn't do anything but he included <laughs> them anyway it was just like rub dung on a beetle put that beetle in the hide of a calf attach that using the hairs of a crow to a string throw all that shit in the river and then you'll see what happens <laughs> well yeah because that was all just you know him going off of the horrible old greek shit yeah and they were like Oh, what's the cure for genital herpes? Well, you take a cat and you you kill it and you rub its intestines on you and then you go into a graveyard and you spin him around and throw him and then you you call out Kaloo. Yeah, but there's at least three of them. One of them was just like called uh, enchanting, and it was like you can use this spell to enchant anything. And then you look at the spell and it's just like. Literally, the spell says, like, take these things and attach them to these other things and rub them with the goop that you get when you take this thing out of this thing and take some of the serum from the ass of, or from the uh, ear of an ass and attach that to a bird. And, and then at the end, it literally ends with, and you shall see what occurs. <laughs> uh, All right, now we can talk about the magic items. Magic items is the worst thing in this book. Like, mm-hmm. bar none, before when you were reading through this, 
you'd usually hit nuggets. Like you'd be reading through and you'd go, oh, all right, this seems like standard fantasy heartbreaker stuff when he's talking about like non-magical items or he's talking about skills. For the most part, you start reading through and you're like, God, this guy is just, he's one of those fantasy heartbreaker up his own ass. We need weapon breakage tables and hit locations and all that. But then you'd hit these nuggets of awful. Yeah. The magic item section is sort of the exact opposite where everything's terrible and then occasionally you'll hit sections where you're like, oh, this is just standard. Yeah. Everything is awful. Oh. Everything sucks when you're reading Fatal. That's that's the opinion you get when you get to the magic item section of this book. Because, okay. Man, I was... So I hit magical items before Jeff did, and we were talking, and I just kept going, oh my god. Like, every four minutes, I would just, like, text you and be like, dude... Dude, this is terrible. Oh my god, I keep finding new depths. Yeah, so their magic items boil down into three things. There are ones that are basically the magic items you'd recognize from like old D&D games and stuff. Like, oh, this sword, when it hits something, it catches on fire. Yeah, you get your flaming swords and your armor of protection against bashing damage or whatever. Yeah, these are rare. Uh, they don't show up very often. There are rape jokes which is uh, a, a, about a million things that make it so that, oh, if a woman puts this on, her legs spread wide open and she flies towards the nearest fuck stick. That, that kind of thing. Yeah. They're, these are about 40%, and then th the remaining 20% of them is racist jokes. Yeah. Which, here's the thing, this book to this point has not been racist. It's at least avoided that. And granted, there is a chart in here for what color your skin is, which ranges from pale because you stay indoors all the time to tan because you are a farmer yeah no it, it is tan parentheses laborer yeah like that's like it a, if you're if you have dark skin it's because you're a laborer not because you're a greek or something like that no it's it's so your your skin ranges in tone from white to white so but that was the most racist thing we had seen but then you get to the magic equipment oh and, my god and there all are, of a sudden there are armors in here and it's all like oh you get whatever type of armor and then you roll percentile to see what it is of. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, I rolled plate armor of whatever. And, you know, like we said, there are some normal ones. But then you get things like, what did you get? Oh, I got brigandine armor of Jewy Jubaka. No, I'm not making that up. It is Jewy Jubaka. Again, based entirely on historical record and scholarly accounts, according to Byron Hall, the author of this book. Well, yeah, because this is the... Armor that turns you into the historical record of a Jew from Nazi propaganda mm -hmm. in that you get all hunched over, you get a thick layer of hair, your nose grows big, you'll fight someone to death for one silver piece. It specifically says one silver piece because it's a joke that he's making. It's a, a terrible joke. So I, I guess they won't fight over gold, for example, but just, just silver pieces. Oh, no. You'll do it for at least one silver piece because you're so greedy. Yeah. Uh, he literally uses the word just. Uh, yeah. Granted, that's because he's trying to say for e for as little as a silver piece. Yeah. But I love that the way you can read it is they will only do this in, in regards to a single silver piece. If there are two silver pieces, they're no good. Go. They're, they're fine. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thing. And that would be awful if it was by itself, but it, it just keeps going with different ones. No, that's not even the... the yeah, we have to deal with the... Armor of the, the Gooker, which is uh, armor that turns you into an Asian person. Yeah. And uh, that one has the effects of making your eyesight worse, uh, you weaker, bad at driving chariots, and also, in a hilarious joke for the ages, makes your butt drop low. Kay. Which, again, it gives you a percentage by which your butt drops low. 
It actually says, like, for example, in the Jewy Jubaka armor, your nose gets 1d6 times 10% larger. This one makes your ass drop by 10% lower. 10% lower from what? How are you calculating a starting distance of ass sta- stasis? Uh, there's, there is the armor of, like, the Negroid. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's uh. call it by what it's called. The armor of Negris Nincompoopery. God damn. It, it is the worst and has also the author's insecurity, insecurity. showing through. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, you get, like, you get slightly musclier and your skin turns so dark and 80% of people will think that your your penis has gotten bigger, but it hasn't. You don't actually have a bigger dick. Byron Hall, known man who was worried about how big black people's dicks are, the author of this book. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. Every that's... time he talks about anything, you're like, wow, I can see exactly how awful you are. Mm-hmm. So that's a major issue with him. Uh, the jokes in that section include that your teeth are visible from three miles away. Oh, yeah. And your eyes. And your eyes. Uh, and that you become shiftless and lazy. Yep. Uh, so that's a thing. There's also one that turns you into an Italian. Oh, yes. Yeah, the armor of the greasier. Yeah, and you get greasy hair and you get... Uh, I forget all of the stupid shit in that. It's not. It's the It's the least offensive. Oh, you get, you get a Neanderthal brow. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And you're likely to commit organized crime or something, I think. Was yeah. The, but but uh, the black one is... Again, Byron Hall is worried that you might think that white people don't have as big of penises as black people. That is a distinct and relevant concern for him. Yep. And I hope that in the 20 years or so since he's written this garbage, that that he's come to terms with that. I hope he's okay now. Byron, I hope you're okay <laughs> with how big black dicks are. It's it's going to be okay, buddy. It's going to you know, it's it it's not the size of the dick, it's that you're a massive tool. <laughs> the uh and of course, that's not it. The the rest of them are just weird and horrible as well. There are categories where nothing good comes out oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah, there's whole sections where it's like magic belts. These just do bad things. You never want one. Oh, yeah, there's a whole thing. There are, like, two magic jars, and both of the jars are terrible. Yeah. And one of them is the jar of jacking off, and if you put your dick in it, it jerks your dick off and then uses your cum to make a tiny baby version of you in the jar... Which you then get an evil clone of you? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work, and instead you get another jar. <sighs> it's and there's a lot of those. There's a lot of magic items that jerk you off. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of magic items that make women susceptible to raping. Uh, not that they weren't already. No magical vibrators, though. Uh, there is a lot of stuff about dildos in here. The vi- the vibrator is a wand. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a magic vibrating wand that is just a, a dildo joke. Yes. And it will cause women to 80% of the time have an instant orgasm. Oh, there's, uh, fuck, what was the, it was like the gloves of fingering. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, if you're a lady, you just have to finger yourself. And if you're a dude, you have to finger someone whether they want you to or not. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. A lot of the, uh, the a lot of the shit in the book is like, if you see someone this hot, then you automatically have to try to rape them. Yeah, and the aforementioned uh, armor that makes it so that if someone asks you a question, you think they are queer and must kill them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, after that, there's a few more sections in this book. One of them is the How to Play This Game, uh, where we actually get a picture and a biography of Byron Hall. Um, <laughs> and he mentions, in his little section here, he says, uh, 
here's how you run this game. And there's a few pieces of traditional GM advice. You know, like, oh, if someone's not having a good time, take them aside and talk to them. Maybe Which they shouldn't I, be playing I gotta game. I got to say, the beginning of the GM advice, I was like, this is weird because it's shit I would agree with and I hate agreeing with anything. Yeah. But it's all like, oh, if someone doesn't like your game, take them aside, don't embarrass them in front of everyone, and just have a talk. Maybe you can change the game or maybe this isn't the game for them. And it has this advice several times of, you know, if someone's being a problem or if someone's whatever, go ahead, take them aside, have a talk with them. And I go, wow, okay, that's actually advice that is not horrible. Yeah. Now, uh, in that same section, he gives you some other advice, uh, one of which was make sure that your chair as the DM is higher than the chairs of the other players so that they look up to you when you are talking. Yeah. Uh, and also, he's one of those people who's like, you should decorate your uh, your environment so that it feels medieval when you're there. Perhaps flagons of mead or medieval weapons would a- would add to the theme. And I'm like, I don't think it would. Because I feel like the entire playing of this game is, how hot is the woman we encountered? She has a bodily attractiveness of 130. I attempt to forcibly rape her. You do indeed. The rape is most unpleasant for her. You gain one AP. Yeah, the <sighs> the, the whole thing in this of the GM advice where it started out sort of okay, then dives directly down its own ass because you also get the, if a player is too powerful, then give them their comeuppance. Yes. And my favorite, which is uh, his impassioned plea that you should let it leave all the sex stuff in the game because, because he keeps saying it's optional, even though it's 80% of the game. Yes. Um, he, he says, you know, people may be uncomfortable with all this sex stuff in the book, but this is all based on real history. Here's a quote from the the, from the Odyssey that proves it. It's like, all right, first of all, buddy, the Odyssey is a story. Uh, but but you know, moving on from the fact that yes, a lot of mass rapes and shit did occur in ancient history. He's like, he's like, here's a quote from the Odyssey about how women are used as property after a major battle. So that's why you should definitely treat everything in my book with reverence as the historical record and scholarly historical accuracy that it is. Anyway, on the same page, here's the sample adventure where you rescue the willing whore Contrina from a rape troll. Contrina. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's... uh... Same page. This book is 900 pages long. He couldn't put in some more filler to separate that hypocrisy by like a page? Nope. Nope. He wants you to know 100% that his stupid, not funny, terrible jokes are 100% historically accurate. Uh Uh-huh. Contrina. Uh... Being rescued from a troll. The story's actually about how some wizard has a superpower magical item and took all the people out of a town. Yeah. And and he's like, he's a, a dagger that steals souls. So he's trying to power it up to the maximum level it can get powered up to by killing everyone from a small town. So he's doing that, and then you go off to try and find him, and instead of finding him, you find a troll in a cave with a woman he's been raping, and the woman is a sexy laundress named Contrina, and she's learned to like sex. (sighs) Yeah. And I guess at that point the adventure's over, because why would you go fight the guy with the dagger? Yeah. But there you go, that's... That's uh, that's the sample adventure of uh, the amazing, and also the sample adventure is the most railroady shit. It's hilarious. He's just like, you guys all arrive in town and begin doing your local chores. At a certain time, you decide to meet at an inn where you where you encounter a drink and have that drink, and then you realize that there's no one in town. And you're like, what? Wait, where's the player agency? When does that part happen? <laughs> oh, it doesn't. <laughs> and that was the whole point of this whole thing. Is he's like, oh well, so many games don't have rules for how horribly you can mess someone's anus up by boning it. But 
it's got to be there because what if one of your players wants to do that? This needs to cover every co- single possibility. But then his book is just, oh, no, here, here we go. You don't have any player possibilities. You'll do exactly what I say. Yeah, and what you're going to do is rape people because there's a solid chance every time you see a hot woman, you just try to. and There's nothing you can do about it. So there you go. There you are. There's also a whole section on how mass combat works. And guess what? Square roots show up again. <laughs> uh, and And so on. I mean... Granted, there's a lot of this book that we would never be able to cover, even if we did the like three episodes on it, and we are not going to do that. No. Here's a few things about this book that I found notable. Uh, there's a section on combat, which we are, I'm not even going to go into how combat works. You roll a handful of initiative di- uh, percentile dice sets based on the number of attacks you get. So if you're like, I get four attacks in a round. You have to roll eight D10, separate them into percentiles, and then that's your initiative for the round. That's almost kind of neat. Uh, but of course, everything in the game is super deadly. So why, you know, d- go first for the love of God. But here's the funny thing about the combat section: it opens with a three-page description of how dead bodies work. <laughs> so it's like combat. Here's an important, a big splash page: combat, putrefaction, rigor mortis, the several steps of mortis before rigor mortis, uh, the bloat phase, skeletonizing. I'm like, what is? What am I? Why am I reading this? Yeah. Why is this here? <laughs> yeah. The. Uh... <laughs> His ability to put things in a correct order, I mean, even if you were to strip all of the awful shit out of this, it's a game that is terrible. Boring. Like, it It is, like I said, for the most part, like fantasy heartbreakers we've seen before, mm-hmm. but even then, still, comparably speaking, more bloated just in and of itself with that. It has a... The uh, alignment system in this is fucking stupid oh yeah it's uh it, it's, 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 it's ethical of, and moral yeah ethical and moral by the way the armor of negris nincompoopery turns you into an unethical immoral person automatically yeah obviously because there you go hey have a little more racism in your racism pie yeah the ethical and moral thing is all essentially just based on whether you uh do bad things and then feel like bad about it or good about it. So it's all just how you think about actions and what actions you actually do. Yeah. So you could be uh, like ethical because you do good actions, but mm-hmm. if you really wanted to do bad actions, then you're immoral. Yeah. So and the description is entirely. It, it's this thing where it's like a young lady walks up to you and inquires as to the size of your manhood and cock. Do you? And then she says, "Please follow me home, and I will fuck you most lustily." But you are married. Yeah. And then that's, so again, and that's, I'd say that's maybe the fifth out of like 15 times in the book where a woman walks up to the players and is like, indeed, I shall thrice fuck thee. Uh, Which is just, it's like his example for everything. Yeah. So. Of course, because if you're going to give an example for your ethics or morality, it has to be based around what's going on with my dong. Yeah. Yeah. So. God. Uh, So. Oh, before we finish. Breaking news. We go now live to our senior correspondent on female bodies, Claire. Uh, hello, thank you. It's good to be here tonight. Can you please confirm for us on the air that you are indeed a woman with breasts and a vagina and uh, teeth and stuff? Everyone has teeth. I ask specifically for expertise on lady teeth. Um, I am a cisgender woman, and for the record, I have teeth. Excellent. In this book, Fatal... A claim is made that while the highest IQ record is held by a woman, in general, women are dumber than men, and reflects this through a stat penalty. 
Do you believe, in general, that women are dumber than men? Or is it just your opinion that shiny rock fly far, kill bird for tribe? (laughs) Women in general are smarter than men, and I cite as an example the fact that while it took four different men to write Fatal, no woman has ever been recorded writing Fatal at any time. Fatal also makes the shocking accusation that pregnant women, while they could be considered, quote, beautiful, are in fact quite ugly. Would you care to comment? Uh, Well, as a very pregnant woman, I can say that were we not weighed down by babies, we would kill anyone who made that intimation. Could you comment on the number of hit points of damage you would suffer if too large of a penis were to attack you vaginally? All the great penises of history have thus far failed to cause anywhere close to the damage inflicted by tiny, harmless babies, but orcs and trolls might complicate things slightly. How important do you consider the diameter of your areoli? Are they more relevant for you than, say, your shoe size? This line of questioning has gone too far. Men are not to know about the dark secrets related to our areolae and the plans that stem from them. I've said too much already. According to Fatal, the vagina of a nymphomaniac is vastly larger than that of a strumpet. Your thoughts? This interview is over. All right, well, that's enough of that. Back to... God, we got to do this, John. Favorites and least favorites. Yep. And then we can be done. And, then, we can... and, then, it's, and then it's over. It's over. Then the curse is lifted. And then all we have to do is special announcements, because we have a couple of those. We have so many special announcements. Yeah. Thank, if you if you make it to the end of this one, to the special announcements, good on you. Good for you. You did it. So, John... <laughs> yeah? What was your favorite thing about... <laughs> what was your favorite thing about Fatal? Uh, can I... Can I say uh, my favorite thing about Fatal? Oh, is it going to be one of those no, not a real answer types that you... Was the picture of <laughs> Byron Hall because he looks exactly like what you think he would look like. <laughs> he looks like the type of person that would have a Pepe uh, as his avatar on Twitter. I'm sure he does by now. Yeah, no, he he looks exactly like one of those uh, incel jagoff red pills. And oh, I yeah. hate him so much yeah he, he looks like he represents the worst parts of reddit <laughs> yeah he's on a chan with a number so high we don't even know it <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those weirdos hanging around on 38 chan man so yeah just seeing that picture i was like oh okay yeah you makes... fall directly into what i assumed you would i mean be. granted it was like 1995 so he was like a proto one of those oh yeah uh, well instead of being able to go on to whatever chan and look up his horrible nonsense he had to just go to his like Encarta Encyclopedia. It's impressive he managed to get this book written between shifts at the local gas station and Sepultura concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how he looked in his Limp biscuit shorts. There's no way he didn't have. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there you go. I'm going to say that picture. That is that is my high point of this. I, I, I was going to go with the picture of him where his big friend is choking him to death. <laughs> <laughs> because that is obviously his fetish. So, I don't know. What's the best thing about Fatal? Uh, well, it's nice to know there's a book out there that's at the bottom. Yeah, it's good to have something to hold up and say, hey, everyone, just don't. Don't do this. This is the example, folks, right here. This is the book you shouldn't write. Like, you can look at a bunch of other books, and they'll have some bad ideas, but this is just bad ideas, the book. Yeah, it's just it's just bad ideas, bad person, the book. Like, I mean, we've reviewed so many books at this point, and there have been so many of them where we're like, this game isn't very good. Like, Indiana Jones, the RPG, or that top secret one, which is inexplicably popular. 
I keep getting people who are like, you guys are wrong. Top Secret's great. And I'm like, really? Because it was all charts. It was, <laughs> it was just weird, meaningless charts. It, there was no game in it. Yeah. Did we miss a book? Uh, Probably. There might not be a book there's supposed to be in there. Um, <laughs> but I'd still, at least it's not rapey. Like, yeah. Top Secret is a way better game than Fatal. Yeah, no. All of the the horrible heartbreakers, all of the Dark Earth legends and shit like that, yeah. all of the even Fantasy Imperium, which manages to hit several of the notes from this game. All those those uh, White Wolf ripoffs that are just stick your your head up your own buttons, check for good farts, like uh, levels of pretentiary, pretentiousness, pretentiano, <laughs> uh, uh. Are, are better than this. This is just the worst, and it's nice to know the worst is out there. Yeah, it is. It's good to have a bottom to go up from. Yeah. Now people are going to start sending us copies of Rahawa and Senzar. And please don't, because there's no Patreon goal high enough. <laughs> there is nothing high enough. We are not high enough. We're done. We Hell, you, you already heard us cancel our other Fatal-related Patreon goal. Yeah. So, but anyway, John, what's the worst thing? This is an even harder question. Honestly, what, yeah. What is the worst thing in Fatal? Like, I, I'm going to go with... Fuck. Okay. I, I was I was gonna say just the magic item section yeah. in general. You could pick one. You could say that 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 Jewy Jubaka armor, I guess. Like I want I want to just say, let's go down to specifically the racist ones, because he treats it like a joke. It is entirely a joke, and that's that is the the main thing with me is the other ones. You're like, uh, he tries to hide behind like. Well, I mean, there were there was rape in ancient times, so it's in the book. Times were hard for women. That's probably why they're dumb. They don't get to go to school or nothing. Like, I, I can see him hiding behind his stupid bullshit theories for that. But with all of the racism stuff that's in this, it's basically just him being like, but it's funny, so it doesn't matter, right, guys? Yeah. And that's, that makes me... Almost even angrier. Yeah, no, that's because the problem is it's presented chummily. Oh like, yeah, it's, it's like, like haha, right, guys? Yeah, it's like when you go to play forty k like with the league and and you get paired up with some guy you haven't really met before, and like when when you start playing, he he immediately starts launching into racist jokes. Oh yeah, it's the guy who's like playing orcs, but he's giving them all like chains, and he's like, my orcs are thug gangsters. And you're like, oh, don't, don't do this. You're going to start into the black jokes now, well, aren't here, you? Here they come. And it's perfectly okay. But, and, you know, inner city, Detroit is, is Michigan, uh, crime rate. He's just like, dude, why do you think it's okay to spread this shit to me? Yeah. Like, what what happened in your life where you're like, racism, blah, 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 this perfectly normal tone of conversation. Like, I used to have to deal with all the people who would call my stuff faggy. Yeah. Because I, I, I used a lot of pink and purple in my in my Eldar and Dark Eldar and stuff. Yep. Because I like those colors and I think they look good on the table. And so I would have to deal with people who were like, you use a pink dice. Those are for fags. And I'm like, are you? Wait. And he wasn't mad at me. He wasn't calling me a fag. He was giving. He was telling me in a perfectly informi- informative tone. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, in case you didn't realize this, yeah. I wanted to let you know. Tonight at 11, pink dice are for fags. Was the tone he was like, like oh, those are for fags. And I'm like what why would you think that's okay to tell people i mean great you don't know i'm bi but now that i'm going to tell you you're going to feel bad yeah it's uh, it and that's that's why that gets my yeah my worst thing in the book is it's why does he think it's okay yeah it's because the tone that he puts it in there makes it so that at least with the other ones like i said 
I feel like he kind of understands that that's a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with these, he's like, ha ha, tee hee, funny oh, joke. This is how everyone feels. This is the, it would be perfectly normal that no one who would ever try and play my game would try to like play a black guy, which oh, yeah. is why there's armor that turns you into one. Well, it, and it's also, it's the type of person that would make one of these horrible jokes. Someone would call him out and he'd go, geez, it's just a joke. Yeah. God. <laughs> Sense of humor. Learn to grow one. Watch more Bill Burr routines, and <laughs> I'm politically incorrect. Yeah. That's the kind of person we're talking about here. Okay, so there's me. Give me your your low. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to say my low in this book is a single description line item about pregnant women that we didn't get to yet. And, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about how pregnant women can lose their babies and how it's gross, and that's funny. But there's a section in the physical beauty chart where he calls out that people often call pregnant women beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, he's like, pregnant women are often referred to as beautiful or looking healthy. The fact is that pregnancy lowers the bodily attractiveness score. And then it gives you the chart for how it does. Oh, yeah. He's just like, people often say that someone who is pregnant is beautiful. They are wrong. Here's, and, and I'm going to say that that leads into a whole thing that's going to be my least favorite. This guy has no idea what objectivity is. <laughs> Because he has the ideal breast range in the book. He's like, the C and D cup are the ideal of breasts. Above double D, breasts start to become unattractive because there is too much of them. And you can start losing bodily attractiveness if your breasts are too large or too small. And also, there's the ideal weight range. And I'm like, dude, you know that big women were kind of the thing in the Middle Ages, right? Also, like, like they, they, they were down on some big women. He doesn't have the same thing for, like, dong size. It's not, man, if you get above, like... Eight or nine inches, some ladies will be like, holy shit, get that away from me. <laughs> it's true. But but it, it, he's just got, for men, he doesn't give a shit. He no. doesn't give a shit that gay people exist, except in so far as jokes. Yep. But with women, he's like, this is a hot woman. This is where a hot woman ra- range exists. And he's like, I did a whole bunch of scholarly research. Then you would know that Aristotle was super into corpulent chicks. <laughs> you would know that if you had done a whole bunch. But you didn't, really. You just did a little bit of research and then was like, I like Playboy. <laughs> so... Uh. So that's a thing where he's like, the ideal woman is this one thing that I like. This The ideal woman is also blonde, and her name is Becky. <laughs> and she won't return my calls because she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that is this book. Yeah, there you go. Would you play? Why would you even ask that? I got to ask. It's the rules. I got to do it's the, the like, rules. It's the rules of the podcast. The rules is written. I, I got to go through the rules of the podcast as written, John. <laughs> and you know what? It's fatal, so there's a 60% chance you'll play whether or not you want to. <laughs> So so here we go, John. Would you play fantasy uh, uh, action to adult lechery? I would not. All right. Uh, surprisingly enough, <laughs> I would never play this. If someone suggested playing this, I would slap the taste out of their mouth. Well, it didn't happen to me, and I made it a Patreon goal. <laughs> I still have lots of taste in my mouth. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's bad taste. Yeah, I have a bad taste I've in my mouth. I've been sucking on the DVD of bad taste. <laughs> uh, so there you go. You would not play this. No. No, I would not. Hmm? Jeff, tell me, would you indeed play Fat Al? Well, you know, I played a lot of Fatal when I was a kid, so I feel like I pretty much got it out of my... No, of course I would play <laughs> Fatal. <laughs> well, I've, I've basically covered that ground. <laughs> I don't need to play Fatal. I'm living it. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm late to a bunch of rapes I won't get in trouble for. Uh, Ugh, this book I is the hate, worst. I hate everything. So, yeah, I hate this book. N- neither of us would play Fatal. Neither of us recommend Fatal. We hate it so much that we stripped it as a Patreon goal. And as a matter of fact, now that we're all done with Fatal Forever, and as I'm talking, I'm deleting it from my laptop. Good. Um, <laughs> I hope you can do the same very soon. Uh, why don't we tell people about our new... We have a couple announcements here. Yes. 
so let's start with the first one. We've decided that the Star Wars book podcast that we that we have now agreed to do, yes. it's a real thing, and we're definitely going to do it. We I am finally on board. He is on board. It's going to happen, people. And the title is, John's choice for title, Expounded Universe. Woo! We, is there a the on there? I don't yeah, know. the Expounded Universe. So it's the Expounded Universe. So, uh, so it's Star or not Star Wars because we can't call it that. We can't call it the Jedi one that, that I thought was pretty. Yeah, good. Yeah, we can't be Jedi Mastery because it has the word Jedi in it. We will get sued, so we have to go with Expounded Universe, which is a really good title anyway. So I'm all right with it. Yeah, although I have to say, I I did look at all of the uh, various suggestions there were on some the really Reddit. Good ones, yeah, man. You guys, good job. Those are great. Many Bothans died to bring you this podcast is wonderful. Those were all super good, (laughs) and I think we're going to use all of them as subtitles. Oh, yeah. So each episode is going to have one of those as its subtitle, and I I loved them all. But we're going to go with Expounded Universe for the core name. So that's going to be happening soon. Uh, Watch for it. We're going to have a distribution model and how we're going to make it and when it's going to come out and all that coming out real soon. Yep. Uh, Second thing that we have to announce. I did get rid of a Patreon goal recently, and... uh, What's been amazing is that after I got rid of that goal, our numbers shot up like a firework. So <laughs> so clearly that thing was holding us back. But I was a little worried that now there's nothing left for people to reach for other than us getting a pig, which... Which, I mean, come on. <laughs> give us a pig. Let's get a pig here, Let people. me get a pig. But we do have a new one that's coming up soon. We're going to be putting up a replacement to the old $600 Patreon goal. And uh, this is the first time we're going to talk about what it is, and it's what you would want. We're going to be playing. We, we've uh, assembled a team. We'll be partnering with... Uh, a with crack team. A crack team. We, we're going to be partnering with Quinn from Swallows of the South podcast. Yep. And which is we an exalted are, actual play. Yep. We're going to be doing, uh, as we had originally thought uh, would be a great idea, is the, the X-Crawl for Mad Max, the Mad Max Crawl. Yes. We're going to be doing Mad Max Crawl, and we're going to be doing that in Gamma World 7th Edition. That'll, yep. be the, that'll be the rule set we're using. We have a team assembled. Uh, Quinn is currently prepping to run the game for us, and uh, we'll let you know when that is available. In the meantime, you can watch for that to be the new goal that's going to make its way onto Patreon, Mad Max Crawl. Yep, we are going to do it. It's happening. It's for reals happening. And for all of you that were like, oh, I want to steal this and run it for something else, do whatever you want, yeah, man. Just, we don't care. Just do it. Take take whatever you want and run it. It's fine. The more our ideas make it out into the world, the happier we are. Yeah. So uh, let's see. We also want to send out a special thanks to Derek Chapel who developed a lasers and feelings hack out of our last Afterthought intro, <laughs> the, the Smug Engine, now an actual role-playing game. Yep. <laughs> you know, it sucks because I, uh, I had a whole Afterthought written up for next week where we did a pretentious uh, Kickstarter launch <laughs> for, for Smug Engine, and it was just going to be a bunch of dumb Kickstarter jokes, and now I'm like, well, the game already exists. i got to write something else. Well, that's fine. We can just Kickstart 2.0. <laughs> That'll be fine. So uh, so thanks for that. If you want to see our new Smug Engine Lasers and Feelings hack, uh, you can find that in the games drop-down on our website or on the fridge. Yep, just go to the fridge. Check it out. We put all of our, our best stuff on the fridge. Right. Do we have anything else? On the fridge? Yeah. Oh, we've got lots of stuff on the fridge. I mean, do we have any <laughs> other announcements we needed to get to? Uh, No, I think I think that's basically it. Well, that's a lot of stuff. We've got the, the Expounded Universe coming soon to a Patreon near you. That will not be a Patreon goal. We're going to have a different model for how that, that Yeah, exists. that'll be its own thing. That'll be its own thing. Um, We're also going to have uh, our new Patreon goal, Mad Max Crawl. Yep. And uh, thanks for to Derek for making us a cool new RPG that's living on our website. Uh, otherwise, this has been your uh, <laughs> fatal goal. Thank you so much for helping us hit that $500 goal. We just covered Fatal. We're going to go make characters in it now because we have to. <laughs> John remembering that we have to do that and me feverishly re-downloading it. God, I had 100% forgotten. I did at least 
uh, find there is a character generator that will do the roles for you because <laughs> it requires like hundreds of D of D one hundred roles. Yes. It is insane it's, how much rolling the, you have to do. The character sheet for Fatal is ten pages long. Yeah, the fact that you can be like, all right, well, I'm gonna roll up a character and every aspect of the character is randomly rolled in addition to like what race you are yeah. and what sexuality you are. Like penis size and all this junk that we're going to have to deal with. So look forward to that. What I'm sure is going to be the longest and drudgiest episode ever of our bonus content. But if you are not currently getting our bonus content, all you have to do is support us at any level whatsoever on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. That'll unlock the bonus content and get you access to our RSS feed, which combines all of our shows into one convenient feed. Our movies, our afterthoughts, our system masteries, and the bonus content, all on one feed. Everything. So follow all us for there. You. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Gmail. Can people follow us on Gmail? Is that a thing? Yeah, you can go to the Google Plus. Oh, yeah, I don't do anything in it. No, I think it exists, and that that's it. I get messages from it sometimes. I get alerts that people are talking about us there, but... I, it's like another Facebook, so I've always been like, I'm good. I've got one Facebook. Yeah, you but, don't even like the Facebook you have. I, I delete like Yeah, every- don't even use the Facebook you got. I'm not getting you another <laughs> I, one. I've blocked all but like five people. Yeah. Because your, I hate- <laughs> Your Facebook is a wasteland. It is a barren desert because I don't like memes. <laughs> and not memes. I, I don't like those like, uh, only nurses will understand this, guys. Oh, yeah. All the ones who are like, here's a minion telling you about my political stance. Yeah, and I'm like- I, block so i have like five people left who never post shit like that and john's on there good job john oh yeah because i never post like anything ever. yeah so. yeah it's like once every three months i'll go hey everyone i'm still alive yeah I, if, you, if you posted something from i love science or no i'm sorry i fucking love science you're out because yep. you don't fucking love science you fucking love pictures of nebulas <laughs> uh i don't love science i just love tardigrades <laughs> love tardigrades so much they're like little water bears Literally little water bears there's a whole race of them that showed up on the voltron in season two i was so excited uh, season two yay also by the end of season two they finally mentioned lotor <laughs> all right anyway follow us in all those places find us on reddit make your recommendations for movie mastery send in your questions for afterthought you know how this works folks thanks so much for helping us hit this goal we'll look forward to hitting the next one with you you guys have a wonderful day and have a good week 